Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and subscribing. My name is Skylar Skyfy Stacy. I am a rapper and entertainer out of Eugene, Oregon, and I want to welcome you all to the second episode of Sky Pilot Sundays, the podcast. Uh, the purpose for this podcast is to not only explore the perception we have of ourselves versus the external world's perception of us, but to also connect with creative minds and discuss the highs and lows one faces on the journey to happiness and success. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can do so by hitting me up on social media, specifically on Instagram, at TheRealSkyFi. Make sure to tag me so I can see and engage with you in your thoughts and use the hashtag SkyPilotSundays. I want to thank Broden Creative Media for sponsoring tonight's episode. I'm in the lab tonight with Ben Ordonez. Could not have put this on without him, so big shout to him for uh, making this a reality. Today, we're going to be addressing a topic that's a bit of a taboo, but an important one for those tapped into their journeys specifically to confront, and that is dealing with a spiritual depression. And the theme is how you can help yourself through one. My guest today on the show is a special one. Hailing from Georgia, he has a vastly interesting story, which includes dealing with a bout of depression between a stint in the army and going on to find himself through poetry and hip hop. Please. Help me in welcoming a good friend of mine, my homie, Marcus Holloway, better known as M5 Vibe. What's going on, Sky? I appreciate you having me on here. Man, what's good, bro? It's oh, good to yeah, see you. Yeah, thank you for uh, Rolling Creative Media to, for putting this together. And uh, yeah, happy to be here. Happy yeah, to be here. I'm happy to have you, man. I, I, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way for the, uh, the, the first official guest for Sky Pilot Sundays. Um, tell me, I want to know about your story a little bit more. You know, obviously we know each other personally but uh for the people at home listening that that have never heard of m5 i really want to uh explore your story because i think it's an interesting one um tell me when you when you first embarked on this path when did you first recognize your your gravitation to music oh man it was, it was a journey uh i realized it with uh I was doing spoken word at the time and at the time I was doing spoken word for maybe about eight months. I just recently started it. Of course, I all started off with thoughts. After a while, thoughts got kind of boring just writing them down like this month. So I just started flipping them and turning them into rhymes just to get creative with my depressive thoughts kind of. And um, after I did that for a few months, I just let one of my friends, I didn't let anybody see it, let one of my friends see it. And she's like, this is really good. I was like, you sure you're being nice because it's kind of like to me like it's yeah it's a feeling so like it's kind of sappy and you were vulnerable I thought it was corny yeah I, thought I was corny and she's like no nah, it's just really good so uh i showed her another one she's like this is really good you should show this to our friend dude pendleton he's a you know he's a singer songwriter showed it to him I'm like really and then i showed it to him he's like yeah and he gave me one thing and i ran with it for the rest uh, he's like bro like it's good he's like just go deeper and i was like huh it's just simple that like just go deeper i'm like okay and so every single track that's in the back of my mind is, is make creative, but but go as deep as I can. And uh, it wasn't until I was actively looking for spots to do poetry, I found some some places to do stand up, uh, and I was ready to kind of branch out of what I was doing. So I ran into Jr. He he's one of the members of Not Applicable. One of the, it's a group that I'm hip hop group that I'm also in as well. And uh, I sent him video to him of my spoken word piece and he's like yeah i'll send it to my wife she's a singer around here rati d and uh. and we'll hit you back up and i was like okay so it's like a week later they hit me up it's like hey we really like 
spoken word piece we want some spoken word in one of our uh in one of our songs so just come over let's link up let's let's talk and i think it was maybe the second time we linked up uh i heard some of our music i'm like this is really good it's like i was looking across from Roxy. i'm like i'm looking at a star like this is a star sitting in front of me like and uh, i was like yes i want to work like i'm ready to work and they gave me the song and then no i couldn't really spoken word over it kind of so i just i was like it turned into a rap and that was the very beginning of of me entering music i was like man i think this is more fun than than uh stand uh, up uh, spoken word <laughs> <laughs> or stand up maybe yeah uh, i don't know stand up you ever tried stand up nah hell no nah. uh, hell no nah. <laughs> not yet anyway. you tend to stand up though when you're performing the music yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's really cool, man. The 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 concept of just going deeper is that something that you that you hear? You almost hear his voice every time you embark on writing that song or refining it. Like, could this be deeper? Could I further my point? Yeah. Could I say something I haven't said already? Yeah. You know, he's in the the back of my mind. Not not I guess I guess maybe subconsciously because now I'm, I'm always on that tip. Like, is this deep enough or is it? deep enough for the track it doesn't have to be super deep but right. it's deep enough for this track and and um and just listening to some of these these amazing songwriters and and just in awe of how where their mind takes them when they when they songwrite i'm like damn this is a really great track how to like and how they piece it together the the, the wordplay and the the vision that they give you i'm like that's what i want to to give to my listeners so mm-hmm. uh I think most of my stuff falls into a kind of storytelling kind of uh, format to tell the story within roughly three minutes and make it so people want to stay to the end, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. So, and have some kind of substance to it. With your transition in and out of the army, that's that's something that I feel like separates your story from um, the average rapper that you might come in contact with. At least that's something that I hadn't, uh, that's a chapter that I hadn't heard of, you know, in someone's story before musically. Uh, can you walk us through that? Like joining the army, leaving the army, um, you know, and when did you realize it was time for a change in your quality of life? I joined the army when I was 17. I went to basic training, came back, finished my high school year, and I was sitting around and him no money for school and uh didn't know i wanted to do my life and going to active duty was a is an option that's something i live i live right outside this military town so you know, i'd see my friends come in and come out and and three years later they, they move away and, and me i was always kind of you know just jealous i guess you would say that it's like man they get to see the world and i'm stuck in this mm. and i love my home you know Hinesville, but like after being there for so long there's there's really no more growth you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and the army was a way out and to travel you know they offered me money but i asked them if i could choose a spot and they let me they're like yeah you could choose a spot we'll give you four places to choose from but money wise uh you won't get the bonus i don't care man just i just want to travel just like like my friends did in middle school and high school just travel so joined up first place they sent me to was germany amazing i had an amazing experience i was homesick as hell for about two three months Everything was brand new, you know, just 19-year-old country kid in a city in another country, you know, so. But it was a lot of fun. Like, I wouldn't have traded that experience for the world. Then I was in for about a decade, got out. Ten years? Yeah. Roughly? Yeah. Wow. 
plus because I was in the reserves for like roughly a year and a half or two years or something like that. So the whole of the life. Yeah, just going out from my teenage years into my adult, like in, straight out of basically out of high school into this other world. You know what I'm saying? This this world where people's lives depend on you being mature enough, like mature than your age. Probably it was it was a different world. Had to learn fast and uh, made you grow up quick. Made you grow up fast, <laughs> very fast. But I met some of the best people I met in my life in the military. Like they bring people from all over the world, uh, well, all over the United States into one spot, and, and you're meeting people from areas you never would have in your life unless you were forced to be put mm-hmm. in one spot. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was a great experience. Yeah. But then somewhere along the lines, you started questioning that. If that's uh, where you belonged? Me, I guess I wasn't really, I, I don't know. I guess I, I think I was too young to really have a valid opinion on on war. Just, just, And it's not like I signed up to go to war. I signed up because I didn't have any options. Just being out there and seeing it and then my brain trying to really understand what's really going on. Like, what, what's this for? Like, who are we fighting? And why are we fighting? Who, why are we dying? Why are they dying? And uh What's what? What does this all mean? You know, it really just after seeing it, like you really start questioning a lot of things that you've been taught, that you've seen, that you that that has been, you know, put upon you, ideas and, and things that have been put upon you. Uh, just really start making you questioning things. And um, but you know, you, you signed up. You signed up. That's the whole thing. You signed up. So basically, your your, your life is not yours anymore. It's the government's. Your number. You say no. You get kicked out it's gonna look bad on your record maybe go to jail which some people have and maybe that was a good choice for them maybe that was the worst choice they ever made because now it's hard for them on the outside because that stuff can really mess up your, your, your potential outside of the military seeing war just 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 coming back just things that res the job that i had just wasn't fulfilling whatsoever uh, it was chemical and basically i just taught people how to uh, use the chemical equipment, uh, use the protective gear, uh, operated and maintained it. Um, that was my thing. And it just wasn't fulfilling. Didn't have any, like I say, substance to it. Like, just come into work and, and do your thing. And then it wasn't fulfilling, basically. It all changed when I was, I, re- I was really looking for something. I didn't know what I was looking for. But, uh, you know, of course, like, I feel like, or heavy drinkers in the military mm. and I think at some point in my life I was trying to to cut back and I decided to buy a drum set when I was in Japan and just I was like I need I always wanted to play the drums and this would be a healthy distraction for me not going out let me just sit down here and just play this thing for hours and that was gonna be easy hell no it wasn't because mm-hmm. I can I can bang on the desk but you kept you, the receipt yeah oh yeah I kept no I kept it I kept I was gonna give up and sell it but I, I ended up keeping it I almost quit after a week because I'm like oh this is hard like I'm not getting any better but I was like no just give it another week and after another week I was keeping a semi-basic beat and I was really proud of myself mm-hmm. and um, I was like wow so I was like let me see what I can do in another week and then another week and I got better and better and better and that's when my whole thing changed so I was like do I want to pursue music is this something I want to do because like, like I was picking up the drums and I loved it mm-hmm. like it, it took me to another place and uh 
my last duty station was Colorado. I was like, I can't, I don't want to deploy anymore. I'm over it. Like, this is not making me happy. Something's not right. You know, I need to figure it out. So I just kind of got out and I w went on a journey to, into, I didn't know what I was looking for, but I got out, moved to Tennessee. Um, found this bar that, that let me work there and let me play drums with these amazing, talented in-house artists every weekend. And I didn't think I was even good enough to be on that stage yet, but mm. it was the opportunity, you know, and I, I took it. Scared as hell, but I took the opportunity and um, and just stuck with it. Just didn't that fear push me away from it. And that was almost the beginning. Like it, 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 it helped out a lot, especially with, with me getting out and me dealing with a lot of the things I was dealing with mentally. Uh, music really saved me and marijuana. Shout out Mary Jane, but <laughs> it was an intertwined. It was like a, a, they both helped you. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Was that in unison? Uh, I started music first. I was in the military at the time, and and uh, didn't want to get kicked out. But um, I was too young now when, when I was using it to really understand the the actual mental benefits from cannabis. When I got out being on those pills that the VA put me on gave me all types of side effects and I was like at some point I was like okay these side effects don't make any sense like like I'm reading the bottle it doesn't match what's going on I googled it it's not matching anything that's going on I was like I'm quitting this I'm smoking weed full time all day every day full time yeah <laughs> all day every day and within a week I was like man this is better than taking those pills I've been on the pills for six months Mm. So, you know, I went back to the VA and I told him you know, all this, all this, like, and um, I was like, stop sending me those pills. Like, I'm not taking those pills anymore. I'm doing cannabis. And, and I started to understand how the, the, the system is really not set up to, to really take care of us the way we need to be taken care of. Like, it's nothing on the people. It's the system. But you, you basically got to a place where it sounds like you felt trapped. Like it's, it sounded like you had reached a place where you knew that you wanted more for yourself in your life and that uh, music was the doorway. Uh, I Honestly, I didn't know that. I, it, yeah, that's, that's what's crazy. I didn't know music was the doorway. It was just everything was happening, but I didn't understand what was happening until I look back now. Uh -huh. and I started seeing it's like, oh, wow, I could see why I got into music after the drums because that was a part of music and that moved me but I just knew I needed something I need, needed something different in my life I need something fulfilling I needed to create I didn't know that's what it was like mm -hmm. when I was working the job like in the military you know wake up go to PT go to work come back home and then you just want to just be done with the world like I'm, I'm tired I just want to mm -hmm. chill out just drink a beer do whatever just to kind of forget about the stressful day you're not creating I wasn't creating there's mm -hmm. just a lot going on but once I started replacing coming home and not doing anything and just wanted to clear my mind and started coming home and just saying creating something I realized how much fulfilling that was because I was creating I was training myself I taught myself how to play the drums I went I went to see a Japanese teacher maybe once every two weeks for a, maybe four or five months but he didn't speak any English and all I did was just look at him and, and follow the patterns and he tried to talk to me the way he could best. 
and I learned how to read music on a sheet kind of through him. Like mm -hmm. he didn't speak any English, didn't speak any Japanese, but we learned to communicate through through uh, reading music kind of. So that That's was a trip. <laughs> it is. But most of most of it was self-trained, like just YouTube, see what this guy's doing and just spend hours copying and copying. And when I get it down, I'm like, wow, I just taught myself how to do that. Check. What's next? So it was, that was a fulfilling thing for me. And it was just, it, it I don't know, it, it sparked something in me. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were listening to this rhythm within you. Um, it, it sounds like almost like even in early, that early in the process, you weren't aware yeah i'm gonna become m5 but you were channeling some kind of rhythm that you had an itch you had to scratch right yeah yeah and do you think that playing the drums influenced your cadence at all as a musician as a rapper um i don't know i just you know how everybody has their thing to where like in a mix track maybe lyrics stick out to a person maybe beats stick out to a person maybe keys maybe um it awaits like certain People have their certain things that they latch on to. I was always latching on to the lyrics, of course, but it's always the, the, the drums. Like I was in violin. I wanted to pick up violin. I think that's probably the, the most beautiful classical instrument mm. I, I've ever heard. But um, it's not too late to learn. Uh, <laughs> I got, um, I Finding time is a yeah, different story. Exactly. <laughs> we can all use more of that, right? Um, well, you inspire me daily um, to be a better person and to be a better musician to boot. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that you are one of those people, in my experience, that was placed before me. Just no no mistakes, no coincidences, just fell in front of me, you know. And um, so I'm super happy to have you on the, on the show today as the first guest. Uh, I want to thank my guest. Oh, no doubt, bro. I feel the same way, brother. No doubt. I want to thank my guest M5 Vibe for coming through. Before we wrap up, is there anything that you're currently working on that you'd like to share or plug? Oh yeah, we got a social media. Oh yeah, a social media that's M5 Vibe. So that's the letter M, letter five, uh, number five. So let me start that over. Letter M, number five, Vibe V I B E. And that's you can find me on YouTube with that. You can find me on Instagram. All my socials basically with that. I got a music video coming out for Head of State off my new album, Rebellion Blues, dropping President's Day, February 17th. Uh, I got a show April 8th on University Campus, Jordan's Snitzer. Uh, it's uh, in conjunction with the uh, Carrie Mae, uh, Wings, uh, uh, the usual, uh, the, I think it's called the, the Usual Sp Suspect uh, exhibit. And I believe maybe, I believe February 22nd, I may be collaborating with, with uh, Sage Crow Michael K uh, for the uh, Mardi Gras that they have here in Eugene. Yeah, and other than that, I'm working on a new album. I'm dropping a feature with uh, my man Anthrop. And uh, that's coming out, I believe, at the end of February. Look out for that. It's called Minority Wanna Be Somebody. And, uh, I'm, I'm writing for a producer in France and his artist. I co-write some of the song for his artist and they're dropping the single that they asked me to collab on uh, here soon. They want to do a music video for it too, so that's coming along well uh, also. And uh, I think that's it for right now. I mean, just keeping... Just a couple going. things. Yeah. Just a couple light things. <laughs>
Well, man, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, that's my time for this week's episode of Sky Pilot Sundays, y'all. I hope I've shared something today, and M5 has shared something today that resonated with you. Uh, let me know what you think of the episode. What did you think uh, of the subject material? Have you undergone something that you would regard as a spiritual depression? Have you noticed the number 1111 popping up or any other synchronicities in your life? Let me know on social media by tagging me at TheRealSkyFi and of course using the hashtag SkyPilotSundays. If you would, before we get out of here, do me a solid and give this podcast a like, share with a friend, and subscribe. Have an incredible day and I will catch you all back here with a new topic as well as my next guest. Peace and love, Sky Pilots. Over and out.